I wish you all a very blessed feast of St. Margaret Mary. Please pray very fervently for all the Sister Adorers today, and especially the new novices who received the habit today at the Novitiate House in Naples, Italy, among whom we must count our dear Monica Grutzmacher, whom I have known since she was a child. Her family is there with her today for this very blessed day. Please pray for them all and for their safe return home, and for her especially, along with all the other new novices, as they give themselves to the royal heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Father, I thank thee that thou hast hidden these things from the wise and the great, and has revealed them to little ones. This beautiful gospel of St. Matthew, which has been associated with the devotion to the Sacred Heart for so many centuries, is most fittingly sung today on this feast of little St. Margaret Mary. Many of you know more or less the story of this 17th century saint. Perhaps we do not take enough time to consider that much of our daily life, our regular spiritual life as Catholics, would not be what it is were it not for the graces that God worked through little St. Margaret Mary. Were it not for this work of grace, we would not be making our first Fridays, nor perhaps would we even have the practice of making holy hours. I have mentioned on several occasions the beautiful example of obedience of St. Francis de Sales and St. Jane Francis de Chantal several generations before the time of St. Margaret Mary, how they humbly submitted to what was imposed upon them by the Archbishop of Paris, that the order of the visitation, which they had desired to become an active order of female religious doing works of mercy out in the world, should instead be cloistered and strictly contemplative. St. Francis de Sales, great churchman that he was, renowned throughout Europe, could have exercised his great influence, perhaps going all the way to the Pope, so that his position might be heard, and the idea he had might win out. Instead, he saw this as a sign from God that God had something else in store for the order of the visitation. We see how greatly God blessed this humble submission on the part of St. Francis and St. Jane, for the Lord did not reject their idea. Indeed, it was as though the Sacred Heart whispered to them, Thank you, your idea is very good indeed. I will take it and give it to your friend, which is precisely what he did, giving the idea to St. Vincent de Paul, who founded the Sisters of Charity. What was reserved then for the order of the visitation was something else, and it would bear fruit several generations later with the revelations of the most sacred heart of Jesus to St. Margaret Mary in this strictly contemplative convent at Paré-le-Monial 
in France. St. Margaret Mary was a girl who lived toward the end of the 17th century. And it is very important for all of you to study her life. It would not take long to review it and to know that the details that are most important. I will recount them only briefly for you today in that she exhibited from earliest childhood, as we know many pious girls do, a profound devotion to the most blessed sacrament and an earnest desire to receive Holy Communion, which she did at a fairly young age for the time. She also fell gravely ill after the death of her father. Her father died when she was still quite young, and a wicked uncle then seized all of the assets of the family so that the family was plunged into poverty. And she herself fell gravely ill, but made a promise that if she should be restored to health, she would give herself to Christ in religious life. She was indeed restored to full health, and indeed the family's fortunes improved once her elder brother came of age. However, she continued on this way, and once she reached early adulthood, her mother's intention was that she should find a husband. And in all simplicity, St. Margaret Mary wished to see in this, although she earnestly desired to become a religious, she saw this as a sign that she should perhaps obey, and that the promise she had made as a small child perhaps was not as important as obeying her mother. And so she submitted to this, and even submitted to having a social life, with her brothers taking her out even to dances and balls. Finally, coming home one night from a social evening out, our Lord appeared to her with his face as it was in the moment of the Passion, all battered and bloody. This was a very mild rebuke which we received. Our Lord made it clear to her at that time that although her failure to fulfill her promise was deeply wounding to him in his most sacred heart, nevertheless, he remembered her promise and was only gently guiding her now back to it. She then proceeded to enter religious life, but at a time which was considered, at an age which was considered a bit late, so she was already at this time in her early 20s, and so she was submitted to several humiliations in the order of the visitation in order to try her vocation and verify that it was sincere. She submitted very joyfully and humbly to all these humiliations and these delays, even being forced to undergo, to proceed through the steps of the novitiate and so on at a slower rate than the others. Again, she submitted to all this so humbly that we remark, in fact, that when our Lord first began to appear to her and to reveal to her the riches of his most sacred heart, she did not then rush to tell everybody about it and announce that she was someone very special who had received special revelations. Rather, she assumed that she was not someone special at all, and so therefore these revelations must just be a normal thing, something which perhaps happened to all religious and therefore there was no need for her to chatter about it. It was only later 
that her confessor, Claude de la Colombière, became convinced, as she spoke to him about it, that the, these revelations were indeed authentic and something very special indeed. The humility and obedience of St. Francis de Sales and St. Jean Francis de Chantal bore fruit in this vocation of St. Margaret Mary to the Order of the Visitation, and it was her joyful humility and obedience in turn which bore fruit in these revelations of the Sacred Heart, which led to the institution of the Feast of the Sacred Heart on our calendar and the wide propagation of the devotion of the nine First Fridays of Reparation. It was also her practice, as our Lord encouraged her to do, to make a holy hour on Thursday nights in imitation of the hour spent in the Garden of Gethsemane. And so the practice of the holy hour also spread widely in popularity throughout Christian Europe. There was one final episode which we must mention here in her life is that was that the revelation that she should make a request to the King of France to consecrate France to the most sacred heart. This request is, of course, something which would be very closely mirrored in the request of Our Lady of Fatima for the consecration of Russia. The King's failure, in Louis XIV, his failure to do so, led, exactly 100 years later, to the fall of the French regime and the horrid French Revolution, just as 100 years after that, the failure to consecrate Russia would lead to Russia spreading its wicked communist errors throughout the entire world, the world which we have inherited today. Truly our Lord desires to make use of the little things of this world so that no flesh may glory in his sight. So he has done with St. Margaret Mary, and so he does with all women who give themselves to Christ, to his most royal heart. We pray especially today for all the sister adorers of the royal heart of Jesus Christ, sovereign priest, who have followed this path of St. Margaret Mary, desiring to be little. This is something which our prior general, Monsignor Vach, insists with all of us. All members of the Institute, he says, are called to be little. The Institute desires to be nothing but little. We will grow as our Lord wishes us to grow. But our desire is to remain little, hidden, not wise or powerful in the eyes of the world. We find no better example of this than in all of those vocations to our order which is modeled after the order of the visitation, the sister adores. And so we pray especially then for those women who give themselves to the royal heart today in the Holy Novitiate. May St. Margaret Mary, St. Francis de Sales, and St. Jean Francis de Chantal intercede for all of them before the sacred and royal heart of our Savior, to whom be all glory and honor forever and ever. Amen.